This is Austin Michaels, and we are on season seven, and we are back on doing the commentary on Matthew. I believe the last commentary on Matthew was Matthew chapter 3, 1 through 12. Then we skipped a season of doing the commentary on Matthew and went into going through Salvation Army's positions on baptism and really at the end of it showing that they became very liberal and totally went against the Bible in several areas. And now we are back in Matthew to continue the commentary for season 7 episode 1. And so I want to read five verses. It's a short scripture passage. And let me read it and then we will explain it. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now, the thing today I am going to emphasize and com comment on is Jesus' baptism. And the reason is because I think this is probably not as well understood, this part of this passage. And the rest of it is probably more well understood. And there's probably more commentary on it. And in my commentaries, I don't really comment on everything. Because I think some of it's the basic pe person can understand. I, I believe that the basic person... With the Holy Spirit, a true, truly saved believer, a lot of this stuff is written that they can understand it without commentary. And so I don't need commentary on everything. But anyways. So, Jesus comes to be baptized by John. Now, the, the question we're asking is... Is why did Jesus have to? Why was Jesus baptized? Actually, did he have to be baptized? Well, one of John's purpose uh, purposes for baptizing Jesus was to reveal the Messiah that he was the Messiah, and this is according to John one thirty one. 
uh, John was told by God that when you baptize a particular person, when you see this person come out from the water, so God's telling John, there's going to be a person going to come and baptize. He's going to be dunked. He's going to come out of the water. And when he comes up, um, the Spirit of God is going to descend on him. And this will be the Messiah. So John, he knew that the Messiah revealed in the baptism. Now John seemed to understand that Jesus was already the Messiah. But when he baptized Jesus, and when um, he came up, it says, Behold, the heavens were opened. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and, and, and uh, landing on Jesus. And so John said in in, first, in John chapter 1, the Gospel of John, John the Baptist said in John chapter 1, that he knew therefore that this was the Messiah because of what happened, that the Spirit came on him. And that's what God said, when you find the Messiah, this will happen. So the purpose of Jesus' baptism was, of course we know, for in John's view, was to reveal the Messiah. However, I don't think that's all of it. Now we know John preached a baptism of repentance. And of course, um, John refused to baptize Jesus at first because he himself was in need of Jesus baptizing him. That's what John said. I, I need to be baptized by you and you come to be baptized by me? You know, that, that's the basic conversation John had. Now, why did John say that? Well, Jesus was greater than John. John knew Jesus was God. He knew that he um, was a Messiah. So John probably felt unworthy to baptize Jesus. Um, it's kind of like if God came to you, Jesus came to you and said, you know, how can I help you today? Do you need anything? I could be very well tempted to say to Jesus, Jesus, do you want to do something for me? I, you are, I deserve to do something for you. I, I should be doing something for you. It's kind of like Jesus washing disciples' feet. Peter said, you don't, don't wash my feet. And Peter's reaction was, Lord, I should be washing your feet. Why are you washing my feet? I don't deserve that. And so John's probably feeling the same way. Like, Jesus, I should be, you should be baptizing me, not me, you. Um, and because John's baptism was a baptism of repentance, John also could be saying, look, Jesus, if you are coming to show people you are fully committed to God, how much more do I need to be baptized and repent? John could be saying. In other words, Jesus, you should be baptizing me because I need to repent more than you do. There's no sin in you. So if you're being baptized, surely I need to be baptized. It's possible that John meant that when he said, you need to baptize me, Jesus. Also, um, John could be saying to Jesus when Jesus say, uh, when John said, "You need, I need to be baptized by you, Jesus," that 
that John knew that he only could baptize with water and Jesus could baptize with the Holy Spirit. In other words, Jesus could do a better baptism. And so John's saying, look, Jesus, I only can baptize you with water, but you need to baptize me because you can baptize with baptized with the Holy Spirit. So John could have said that to indicate that Jesus had a greater baptism. Um, but either way, um, the point isn't why John wanted to refuse a baptism, I suppose, but rather Jesus does make it clear that he needed to be baptized. Now, of course, Jesus is not being baptized to repent of a sinful lifestyle or some sins he committed because Jesus was perfect. He didn't be baptized because Jesus wasn't as committed to God. So Jesus was saying, look, I need to be baptized so I can show I'm more committed to God. That's not possible. Jesus was fully committed to God already. Never sinned once in that. Some people say Jesus was baptized to be an example for us. That's possible too. And so we come to a question, so why was Jesus baptized? Just to be an example? Well, Jesus says, now we do know, of course, that he, the reason he was baptized was that he would be manifest to Israel. And scripture does say that. We know that for sure that's one reason was so that people would see the Spirit of God descending on Jesus, and therefore they would know this was, this was a Messiah. So we know that that was necessary for Jesus to be baptized. That's very clear. However, Jesus goes and says, I need to fulfill all righteousness. <clears throat> and so that tells us that Jesus being baptized was more than example, was more than just being manifested that he was Messiah. The manifestation that he was Messiah was not just baptism. Lots of people were baptized. It was a spirit descending on him. So why specifically baptism? Because the spirit could descend on Jesus without baptism. And so the, the actual baptism part was, he says, to fulfill all righteousness. Now this has to be talking about the cross and his resurrection, right? It has to talk about the work of, of Jesus Christ in the Gospels for our salvation. And I will prove that to you. Because to fulfill all righteousness is talking about the law. How do we know that? Because basically the law was... was had to be fulfilled. The, he, we were at Jesus' ministry. Um, we have to remember that the four Gospels, which are in a section of the, the New Testament, most of the Gospels' stories before the cross all are in the timeline of the Old Covenant. The New Covenant technically did not start till probably Jesus was raised again. Which means Jesus' three and a half years of ministry, most of the gospel content is still in the Old Testament. The New Testament, the New Covenant has not been yet set 
forth in the blood of Christ. We know that it had we, it couldn't have happened without the blood. So Jesus was baptized to fulfill the very righteousness of the law. And so we know that it is a a necessary step to fulfill righteousness. Now, the fulfilling of all righteousness is clearly the cross work. And Jesus' life perhaps is his obedience from birth to death. We know in 1 Corinthians 1.30 that Jesus Christ is our righteousness. That's what the passage says. Galatians 3.21-22 uh, Paul tells us that the law couldn't make a man righteous so Jesus Christ had was given to us so that we could become righteous. So again, the righteousness of the gospel, Paul says, is Jesus Christ. That to be made righteous, it has to be through Jesus Christ. So this fulfill all righteousness has to be talking about the Gospels. Galatians 3, 6. Even as Abraham believed God, and he was accounted to him for righteousness. Now Abraham... Uh, by faith believed God, and that, that's how he became righteous. Now Paul says in Romans 3.21 and 22, But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all upon all them that believe. There's no difference. In other words, when you believe the gospel that Christ died, you know, Paul says, if you believe, confess with mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. And so we are told that the belief in Christ's death and resurrection with your heart, truly believing it, is how we're saved. And specifically, how we get the righteousness of God. Now Romans 3.25 Whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are past through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, His righteousness, that He might be just and just fire of Him which believeth in Jesus. It um, was necessary that Christ shed His blood to show, to show forth the righteousness of God. That God is and righteousness and justice and justice is really interchangeable words basically. 
If God is just, he can't overlook sins. Therefore, Christ had to shed his blood. Therefore, that is right. It's just. And we receive that righteousness, that justice for with a free gift because of Christ's work on the cross. Romans 4, 2. If Abraham were justified by works of the law, he, he, but just by works, he hath therefore the glory, but not before God. For what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God and was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. Now God gives us a righteousness, the very righteousness of God as a free gift without works. Like you don't work for it. And Romans 5.19 For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous. It's through Christ's obedience that we are made righteous. And, and again, Jesus Christ is righteousness of God. And Philippians 3, 9, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And I, the last verse in in Matthew 5, 17, 18, that I'm going to quote, I think, tonight, is think not that I have come to destroy the law. Jesus is saying this, all the prophets, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law, till all be fulfilled. So, we know that all the law has to be fulfilled. That demands the law negative and positive. So we come to the final point that I want to make is Jesus says that his baptism was necessary in order to fulfill the righteousness of the law and every part of the law had to be fulfilled if it's sin that had to be paid for if it's not just that we have sinned but that we have to do the entire the, the entire Right, right things the law says for us to do, the entire righteousness of the law, then that has to also be fulfilled. And so scripture makes it clear that Christ did all that the law demanded of him. And therefore he gives us his works that he did and says this is for your account. And his baptism specifically is probably his 
it's necessary in the Old Testament for a priest to be baptized to have water somehow washed in water. Baptism means to thoroughly wash. Most of the time, dunking. There's only one exception, I think, in, in the New Testament to dunking. Uh, maybe more than one. But just one that I know of. That's just a washing. It, it means thoroughly cleansed with water, mostly to dunk. And for a priest in the Old Testament to become a priest, he has to be baptized. It's is in the Mosaic Law. So Jesus Christ, to fulfill all the righteous law, one piece he had to do was he couldn't just live the perfect life, couldn't just die on a cross. He had to become a priest in the Melchizedek priesthood. And so the reason why he had to be baptized with water was to, was to enter the Melchizedek priesthood so that he could become a high priest when he died and rose again. He was the high priest who now stands before God day and night as the final offering for sin, taking his blood. The priest had to take his blood to the heavenly heavens. So for order for him to fulfill righteousness, he couldn't just die on a cross. Why? Because that blood being shed had to be taken to heaven. Now we think of blood applying to ourselves, but it's really important that the blood gets to the <laughs> Holy of Holies. It's important that the Father sees the blood. It's important that the blood has to be taken and sprinkled into the Holy of Holies. So only a priest can do that. So Jesus Christ couldn't have to shed his blood. Who would have taken the blood into the Holy of Holies in, in the tabernacle of heaven? Where he himself had become a high priest to actually not just die for us, but then take his blood as a high priest into heaven itself before the throne of God. And he would sprinkle that blood himself in the very face of the Father. And the Father would have seen the blood right in front of his face and say, I am finally fully atoned and satisfied. So all our sins are fully atoned for. So he could not fulfill the entire righteousness law until he became a priest. And so that's why Jesus had to be baptized. And that's really all I have for you today. It's a short passage of scripture. So thank you for listening. May God bless you.